You're listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. We're live from Sherm 22 and talking to some of the best minds in HR and business. We are digging into the most pressing issues in the workplace so you don't have to. Now, here's your host, William Tinkup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tinkup, and you're listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Today we have Kevin on from CareerArc, and uh, we're actually going to be talking about conferences because we're broadcasting live from Sherm Annual in New Orleans, and uh, Kevin and I were just talking about why, why, we, why do we go to these things? Like, what's, what's the bit? And uh, he was in the booth, and I uh, and, uh, just want to get his take on just conferences and human contact and kind of some of the stuff that's going rolling around his head. So, uh, Kevin, would you do us a favor and introduce yourself and CareerArc? Absolutely, yeah. So my name's Kevin. I am the lead product manager at CareerArc. And what CareerArc does, um, I think you've talked to a few CareerArc people in the past. Sure. So what CareerArc does is we do social recruiting. So we make it as easy as possible for talent acquisition and HR teams to have a presence on social, both to distribute their jobs and get leads, um, especially from people that aren't looking actively on job boards, and then also to get their employer brand out there. And we try to make it super easy through automation and make it so that we can do that distribution um, without a lot of user input. So let's start with the first thing. We're, we're here in New Orleans. We're here for uh, a conference. We both chose to be here. Yeah. No one, no one put a gun into our head, so we chose to be here. Um, what did you? What questions did you kind of field at the booth? Like what, 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 what vibe did you get? What questions were you asked? Like what kind of stuff did you get to hear? Yeah, so as a product person coming to these conferences, right? I've been to a few different ones and mm-hmm. each of them has their own vibe. Right. Um, so Sherm this year, there were a lot of people. You know, I, I think about it in comparison to HR Tech last year. Right. Um, and th- it was really lively. I think there were a lot of people who were excited to be around people and were coming up and were genuinely interested in what we were doing. And that's exciting. I mean, one of the main things that from a product perspective, we're trying to game out is are we solving the right problems? Right. And one of the best ways to validate that, especially when you're talking about the key thing that your product does, like CareerArc does a number of different things. Right. And we're always exploring new opportunities to leverage social to make talent acquisition easier. But for our main offering, which is the social distribution, being around people and having them come to the booth and be excited about what we're doing, um, almost bar none, and have hundreds of people come up and be interested in that way is really validating um, and makes us feel confident that we're uh, solving a problem that um, helps people. So best question that you were asked in the last two days? Okay, best question that I was asked in the last two days. And I'm going to ask you the worst, I mean not worst, but the hardest. So different, similar but different. So best is like, okay, I like that question. Yeah. Hardest is like, I don't know where to start at how to answer that question. So best question I got, I like the question, you know, why should I be on social, mm-hmm. right? Um, that's a fun question to answer because the answer is kind of, it's, it's easy and it's impactful and that's that people are on social, right. right? Like you're getting such a small segment of your potential hiring pool when you are posting just to job boards. Right. So when you're posting on social, everybody's on social. You're on social all the time. I'm on social. There's a bunch of different platforms. That's where the people are. Right. And so if you're not on social, you are missing out on a 
huge opportunity and a big part of your digital strategy. So well, and the irony is, if you care about diversity, inclusion, belonging, equity, and equality, and you're not on social, well, you're not reaching certain groups of people. Absolutely. Yeah, and if you're not using social the right way, um, then you can also end up having kind of silo distribution inside oh, of social. Good point. So, like, using hashtags well and getting in front of people that may not be a part of your direct audience right. um, can be really important to make sure that you're reaching those those audiences that otherwise might not see your job postings. Oh, that's great. That's a great point. I yeah. didn't thought of that. So, hardest question. Okay, hardest question. Hardest question. I can't think of a time over this weekend that I was really stumped. Most of the time when people um, are less interested in what we're doing, they kind of just back away and they'll say, you know, we're not interested for this, that right. reason. And that can be really telling, right? Like you can right. learn a lot from that, like the reasons why people aren't interested, like right. we're working with a social agency, but we support social agencies, but that kind of thing. Um, I think the questions that I couldn't answer are like, can you guys do X, Y, and Z for us? And the right. answer is no, right? And then trying to pivot to what we do do and the whys behind it and right. why we're not in those areas. Um, so if people ask, for example, can you post to the job boards for us? You know, um, what we're focused on is getting in front of passive applicants and we're not going to replace your applicant tracking system. Right. We instead are going to um, supplement the tools that you currently have. And so those are some of the tougher questions. But really, I've been to a few of these. I wasn't stumped much this weekend. That's nice. <laughs> That's good. Well, it is good. I'm more comfortable now than I it'll, it'll happen later yeah. on. You'll be stumped. Somebody oh, will ask you sure. a question like, what? For I have sure. no idea. But this weekend, it wasn't like that, no. That's good. That's good. I think it's also, I think the, one of the things that it also, there's a level of acumen that I think people understand. And y'all have been in this space for a long enough time to where people know the brand. They know what you do yeah. on some level. And so I think to some degree, if they talk to you, they already have kind of an idea of the bit. Yeah. They understand. Now, they don't might not know the things where you're innovating, which I think is, which is interesting. Um, and, and they might not know some of the changes in social. Yeah. You know, is Google Jobs still doing this? Does Facebook turn off their jobs thing? You know, they, they might not know the nuances totally. or... Or, or some of that stuff, just because you've got your finger on the pulse of it all day long. So they might not be as aware, yeah. but I think they're aware of career arc. Yeah, and in conferences like Sherm, you're getting less into the weeds. Right. Although, to your point about um, people being aware of career arc, we did have someone come up, and uh, she was like, we... I'm never going to call you career arc. You always tweet my jobs to me, you know, like knowing the history and the nice. legacy of the platform, which is really funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, and it's nice. People know social. Right. And so, and people understand automation. And right. so the idea that we can make it easy to be on social, that's pretty straightforward. Yes. Um, and people are genuinely interested in that with good reason. We can right. save you a lot of time. Yeah. So what did you get from a, I'd say humanity or from a human being perspective? We've been cooped up for, you know, so long. Here you are, New Orleans, a couple days in front of a, you know, Oh, probably 15,000 people or whatever yeah. the number is. Um, what's it been like for you? Yeah, it's a great question. So 
like I said, each conference is different. Mm-hmm. So before this, I was at like a TA and um, HR leadership conference. Mm-hmm. I was having a lot more in-depth conversations, a much smaller group, a few hundred people. Right. Um, and was able to really get into the weeds of the challenges that people were having inside of HR and TA. And that was really enlightening around um, like pain points in HR and TA. Here, one of the big things that I got is... the scale of the problems that we're solving because there's a lot of people here and like the level of interest for what we're doing. I just think the energy here has been really high and really infectious. Right. Um, and I've been to larger conferences in the past, but especially this last weekend, um, there's been a lot of excitement and a lot of energy here. So that's been really nice. Although I say that, and you know, we're interviewing at the end of the conference and it can also be draining, right? Like we were talking about how, uh, whether or not I'd be particularly articulate after several days of you've been doing interviews and I've been chatting with people. Um, but uh, the energy is really infectious. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. You feed off of that. I mean, yeah. that's absolutely you feed off. Do you have any conference do's and don'ts? Conference do's and don'ts. Um, so I, I'll give you yeah, mine. From what, yeah, from what I'll give you mine while you, while, you, while you percolate yours. Okay. So um, this has been through sheer experience, yeah. so making a lot of mistakes. Uh, <clears throat> I drink, uh, not professionally or anything, but, but I'm not afraid to, uh, to have alcohol. Um, what I've learned about conferences like this is to not do that on the first or second night. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, so, it, so it, that could be a do or don't, however you want to put that. Yeah. But I've learned that uh, you, you don't want to shoot your wad on the first night. Yeah. Because if you do that, the conference gets tough. Yeah, that makes Really sense. tough. Over that third day, you're like, I just want to go. I want to be, I'll sleep in a box. I don't care. Um, so that's that. The other, the do is uh, hydration. Mm-hmm. That uh, I've learned again. Some of these might be even tied together. Crazy, um, but I've learned that uh, you get dehydrated on a plane. You get dehydrated just to be in a, a different city, and you're not drinking as much as you are when you're at home. Yeah, and you, you know you've got two water bottles in front of you, so you understand the bit. This one has caffeine, and this one is just water. fantastic. So, so you, so you're too fisting. That's good, but uh, I've learned that that so one of my dues is. You know, I bring my water bottle from home. Yeah. And it's, I'm going to be, I'm going to stay hydrated no matter what. Yeah. I think, I thought of a do, I haven't thought of a don't yet. Um, so the big do for me is be open and like have real conversations with people that you sit next to inside of your sessions, people that you end up being near at lunch. Um, go to the booths and have real conversations. Um, you know, it can be really easy and kind of overwhelming because there's a lot of different vendors. But if you are interested at all in the story that somebody's telling, a lot of the people in there, they're going to have quick conversations with you. You're going to be able to get really valuable intel pretty quickly. And being open to the tools that are out there can really improve the way that you're working. Um, and it can be easy to get siloed with the tools that you have. Everybody has limited budgets and everybody is playing that balancing act. But one of the really cool opportunities here is A, finding out what other people are doing. Um, And so I think about that a lot from a product perspective, but when you're trying to build out your tech stack too, like 
being genuinely open to right. the things that people are doing because there's a lot of innovation going on. And you might even learn things about the tools you currently have. 100%. You know, it's a nice opportunity to walk up to people that are representing tools that you're using today and finding out what's new that you may have overlooked. So I think being open um, both to talking to vendors and to other individuals at the conference can really help you get the most out of it. It can be easy to just spend time with your team. One of my favorite bits, uh, and this is years ago that I could do this, but but uh, one of my favorite bits, and I, and I advise anyone in product and in marketing to do at a conference like this is to take off your name badge, go into the expo, take off your name badge, start in the right-hand corner, far right, and just go boof to boof. Doesn't matter what they do. Yep. Literally just go boof to boof, go, hey, what do you do? Yep. And just let them explain to you. Let them wash over the things that, you know, we sell fruit baskets. Okay. So how do you do that? Like, what's going on? What's the bit? Getting into the, just a couple of questions and then go to the next booth. Yeah. And start over. Hey, what do you do? Like, what's going on? And you'll learn a ton. Oh, you'll, my goodness. You, and you won't only learn about what they are doing. Yes. You'll learn a lot about how they are selling, how they're talking about their product. That's exactly right. And, like, the angles that people are coming from. You can learn about the language that's being used by competitors and or um, just individuals in the space. They're selling to the same customers. They're selling in HR or recruiting. Yeah. And I tell CMOs this all the time. I'm like, listen, there's, there's no better training than to send your junior marketers to a conference like this yeah. and literally let them go booth to booth, collect collateral and yep. swag and the whole bit, take pictures of the booths, the whole bit, and then come back and then deconstruct it. Absolutely. And that's why we at CareerArc think it's important to have product represented at these yep. conferences. It can be really easy to just send your sales team. That's right. But if you want your team to have a more in-depth understanding of the people and the problems that um, they're trying to solve. Going to these conferences is a great crash course in that. But even if you've been in this space for a while, you're going to learn about what's new, what's innovative, 100%. and how it's changing. I mean, from the time that I went to the conference I was talking about a few months ago to now, like the the market and the pain points have shifted. Right. You know, they've shifted from um, not being able to get applicant volume to having, I talked to people who are on hiring freezes. And so having those conversations and having that shift has been really interesting. So one of the things I, I think the mistakes that people make, uh, practitioners make at conferences like this, is they look at the expo hall and then they circle the people that they want to go see. Yeah. Right? And that leaves out all of this array of innovation and cool stuff, accidental contact with different people like, oh, my goodness, I didn't even know that that was even available or that thing was... Because they don't look into, you know, even though I think Sherm as an example, their website, wonderful clickable map of all the different vendors and what they do, descriptions, you get your bag when you register, they give you a book, it literally lists every vendor yeah. and what they do. I don't think they look at that stuff or consume it in as much as they look at the they look they look at the map and go, Oh, I need to I need to talk to Career Arc, I need to talk to ADP. And I need to talk to globalization partners. Yeah. And that's it. And I think that's that's uh, unfortunate because I think that, again, going a practitioner, as we talked about sales and marketing or marketing product, but a practitioner could get his, just as much out of that, just two hours. Yeah. I mean, you, just, you just carve out two hours, and it is a little taxing. 
But at the same time, you're going to learn so much. Yeah, you're going to have, like, I mean, I have my notebook is half full, and this is not my first conference, right? Like, every time you go, oh, yeah. you take away new insights. Oh, yeah. Especially if you're open to it and you're having those conversations. Right. There's a lot of different angles to get insight at a conference like this. I think another thing that I love is, and I learned uh, just through experience is I think when I first, probably when I, when I was younger, when I was in, in networking events, I would, I would, I would be with you, but I'd be thinking about the next conversation I was yeah. going to have, right? And so I was trying to work the entire room. Yeah. And one of the things I learned over time is like, well, first of all, people know that. Yes. Right? And so then you've made them feel bad or, or whatever, and uh, you're not getting anything out of that. So I've learned to be very intentional and focused. You know, it's like when, when we have the podcast, we could podcast I could literally podcast in like thousands of people walking around because I've learned to just zero in on who am I talking to? Yeah. What do, what do they need? What's interesting to them listening to their story? And it's hard. And I think at a conference like this with so much noise, you're not, you're not trying to talk to everybody. No. You know, you, it's okay to just bump into somebody at lunch and go, Hey, what's into, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, that presence piece is critical and, it's how you're going to have real connections. And if you're if you're interested in closing a deal, you know, connecting with somebody right. is gonna make that more likely. If you're interested in gaining insight, having that connection is going to make your conversation more compelling. If you're interested in learning where somebody's coming from, like genuinely connecting with them is going to encourage them to be more open with you and to have a conversation where you're gonna get more actionable insight. I got to ask you, last question, um, what was the best and I wouldn't say worst giveaway swag, but what, what did you really, when you walked around and looked at everything, what is one thing you're like, wow, that's really cool. <laughs> and then one of them when you were like, eh, maybe never. Yeah. So I come from a marketing background. Yeah. Um, and so like some of the booths are I mean, so impressive. So right. a lot of what I'm looking at is like the different activations and stuff. So I think that's really neat. Um, activation wise, Indeed had a headshot booth, which really aligns to what they do. And I thought that was very clever. Right. Um, in terms of giveaways, there was somebody who was giving away MacBook Pro or a Surface 3. It was a raffle, but I was like, Okay, that's yeah, compelling. That's compelling. Okay. <laughs> it can be easy to get a lot of stuff that you don't need. In my bag, I just have T-shirts. You know, you can always yeah. use a T-shirt. Right. Um, and then, ooh, one of the less compelling things that was around. I mean, maybe this is just me. Maybe I'm just not. Like, no, a stress, no, no. Maybe no. I'm not a stress ball person, but, like, so many stress balls. Like I do not have my desk litter with stress balls. Like I don't plan on keeping <laughs> that creates stress for things. me. But you know what, Chris? <laughs> you know what, Chris? You know why I need a stress ball? Is all these stress balls on There's my a desk? A lot of stress balls. All these stress balls create stress for me. I don't need that. Somebody bounced a stress ball at me, and then I, I felt like I needed to take it. So I do have a stress ball in my bag, but I have no interest in having. No, that's balls. that stays in the hotel. Let's yeah. be honest; that never makes it. <laughs> that's that's maybe worse. it'll go in a goodwill box, but that maybe that's not kind. I don't know. No, it's it is kind. <laughs> it, it really is. It is. It's the kindest thing you could do. Uh, I think you know. Someone asked me. Uh, oh, I think this they asked me on Facebook, but they asked me. You know what's. What's the best swag out there? What's what should we do giveaway wise at a conference? And I, 
I answered it in kind of in a way that I would normally answer. I just said, what's valuable to right. you is going to be valuable to someone else. Yeah. So at Career Arc, we were giving away um, hand sanitizers. That's a, valuable. That, that was a big hit. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. valuable to me. And we have some really impressive stickers that are super cute and compelling. Oh. Not too heavy on our brand, but very social. Because we can be fun. Because yeah, we're, yeah. we're a social platform. And so we have an opportunity to have like... Unswag, but yeah, the hand sanitizer went quick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. no, and, and that's again valuable. Yeah, valuable to you, valuable to the person coming by. This has been fantastic. Yeah, thank it was you, fun. thank you so much, Kevin. I appreciate your time, and I just appreciate you coming by. I know it's the end, and we're both tired and all that other stuff, but this has been fantastic. It's been really nice. Thanks for chatting with me. Absolutely, and thanks for everyone listening to the Recruiting Daily podcast. Until next time. You've been listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast live at Sherm 22. Check out the latest industry podcasts, webinars, articles, and news at recruitingdaily.com.